He wants to be an intimate friend with you. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. Today on the show, we have John Bevere. And again, he is talking about the Holy Spirit and how important the Holy Spirit is in our lives, is in the church. And this is part three of his message. Here's John. You know, one time I was in a church in Detroit, Michigan. And this church is a church of 5,000 people. Pastor could bench press 545 pounds. Okay? So... I preach Sunday morning on the Holy Spirit. Sunday night, I'm supposed to have the microphone in 20, 25 minutes. I don't get it for over an hour because the presence of God hit that church so strong. Pastor comes walking up to me, tears coming down his cheek. He says, why is the presence of God so strong in this church? He said, I've never felt it this strong in my entire life. I said, I'll tell you why. We talked about him. See, he likes to associate with people who talk about him. Now you ignore him. You get in the car. You don't talk to him for 20 minutes. And then you wonder why his presence isn't manifesting in your life because you're ignoring him. Sure is quiet in this Methodist church. Are you here? Are you getting this? All right, so it goes beyond close mutual association. The third, the third word is intimacy. So what the apostle Paul is saying is may the intimate fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Now, what is intimacy? Intimacy can't be developed unless you have fellowship, correct? All right, but it goes further than fellowship. It goes to the thoughts, the secrets, the desires of our heart. Intimacy is the avenue to a deep friendship, correct? Right? So look what Paul says in another translation. He says, may the intimate fellowship, friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Did you hear that? May the intimate friendship, you understand? He wants to be an intimate friend with you. This is like the one who put the stars in the universe with his fingers and called them by name. He wants to be a friend. He yearns to be a friend. Okay, and in fact, James, the, the apostle James, he writes about it. He says in James chapter four, verse five, he says, the, he says, the spirit who dwells. Now notice he says spirit. He doesn't, he doesn't say Jesus who dwells in you. He says the spirit who dwells in you, yearns. Everybody say yearns. Yearns. What does yearn mean? It means to long for intensely and consistently. That's what I love. I love intense, but I also love consistently. Okay, how many of you know we as human beings, there are times that, (laughs) okay, my wife and I are deeply in love, but there are times that my wife's like, give me my space like at two in the morning. If I wake up Lisa at two in the morning, she's not yearning for me. She's like, why do you wake me up? I like my sleep, right? The good news is one time I woke up two o'clock in the morning, just a few months ago, and I was so excited about what God was doing. I wanted to talk about it, but I knew if I woke Lisa up, she wouldn't be yearning for me. So I slipped out of bed, went to my office, and the Holy Spirit was right there. And we talked till four in the morning. It was so good. Are you with me? Okay. He yearns for you. Listen, yearn intensely and consistently. He longs for you. But notice he says jealously. Everybody say jealously. Jealously. What does jealously mean? What does that mean? Well, 
do you think Lisa, my wife, would share with me the intimate secrets of her heart if I was pursuing another girl? I'm glad two people know that. <laughs> There's no way. Well, do you think he's gonna share the intimate secrets of his heart with you if you're pursuing a relationship with the world? I'm gonna take the whole scripture in context. If you go three verses earlier, I should have it on this PowerPoint. The Bible says, you're seeking a friendship with the world? You're an adulterer. What is an adulterer? Adulterer seeks to have a relationship with somebody, violating a relationship covenant with someone else. Now, what is the world? It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. What's pride of life? Let's talk about that one. It's status. So let me put it this way. You know, you want to be on the platform leading worship because you want people to see you. That's status. Don't expect him to be intimate with you. You're an adulterer. Sure is quiet here. But if you're, if you're on that platform because you want to serve people, because you love him, then he's going to be intimate. Because remember, he yearns for you. Okay, look, some of you are sitting there and go, how could he yearn for me? I'm such a miserable person. Now you're basing it on your performance and you're not allowing him to change you. Are you with me? See, I'm going to tell you something. I was a miserable person. My, my mom cried because of how miserable I was. But I experienced something, and that is a living God who changed me. And now my mother loves me. Okay, when your own mother cries because of you, that's, that's sad. But he changed me. He really changed me. And that's what he wants to do with you. And, it was, and listen, I, could, I tried changing myself. I couldn't do it. It took him changing me. It's called yielding. You know, you can get in a river and you can try to walk through that river and you're going to have a lot of resistance and problems. But if you just get in over your head and you, and you yield, you float down the river. See, it's not about how much you effort you put in. It's how much you believe and yield. And you cannot base him yearning for you off of your behavior two weeks ago. Because number one, he's the most forgiving being in the whole universe. Number two, if you have desire for him and you say, I don't want the world, I want to be yours, believe me, he'll work with you. Because he yearns for you. Are you with me? Now, if you go back to what the apostles said in Acts 15, 28, they said it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Now, do you understand that these guys knew him so well, so intimately, that they could represent what he wanted without him speaking. Now stay with me on this, okay? Okay, they, he, they didn't say the Holy Spirit spoke. They said it seems good. Okay, let me give you an example of this. Last year, Lisa and I are doing a national conference, right? Big national conference. It was her night to speak. The sound man comes walking around during worship with one of these mics, countrymen's. I stopped him. My wife's sitting there worshiping with her eyes closed. I stopped the sound guy. I said, uh-uh. She doesn't want that. She wants a wireless handheld mic. I was able to represent Lisa without interrupting her worship. Why? Because I know her so well. You see, I can be in a room and Lisa can give me one look. There can be a bunch of people in that room and Lisa can give me one look. I can write three pages what she just said. 
Now you could be in that room and see that same look and you can't tell anything. Why? Because I know her so well. These guys knew him so well, they could represent him without him speaking. Paul the apostle was the same way. Paul said this, look at this. He said, but in my opinion, I think I'm giving you counsel from God's spirit when I said this. Do you understand God allowed this to be put in the Bible that Paul was able to say, I'm gonna represent God's spirit, what he wants without him even talking to me about it. And God let this in the Bible. That's amazing, okay? So do you understand? I can represent my wife without her even being here. I can tell you what she likes. Why? Because I know her so well. That's what he wants with you. He wants that kind of relationship with you. Now, in order to be intimate with somebody, how many of you know we got to seek to understand their personality? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, uh, let me give you an example. Um, Earlier this year, they're having our club championship at Flying Horse, and I shot a 67, and I ended up winning the championship. I got a parking spot. I was more excited about the parking spot than the little silly trophy they gave me. I like the parking spot because it's the closest to the clubhouse, okay? So I get this parking spot, right? And I come home. I said, hey, uh, shot a 60. They said, Dad, how'd you do? You know, everybody's in the house. How'd you do? I said, well, I shot a 67. They went, whoa! My boys were like, tell us about every hole you birdied, which, what, you, what, 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 tell us about the putts. And my wife was like, oh, great, great. What did you and the guy you played golf with, what, what did you talk about? Now, do you see the difference? The boys are all into the competition. She's into relationship. You see the different personalities? I, I, my dad, my dad is 94 years old, okay? And he's been married to my mom 66 years this June, Okay amazing dad never saw him drunk a day in his life never saw him look at another woman never saw him he never didn't provide for us and he wasn't a christian until he was 79 and and uh my dad it was a world war ii vet and that's the problem he was a world war ii vet in other words he doesn't talk okay he's a little italian guy he doesn't talk very much so lisa's my first love right and my dad didn't prepare me to be married to a woman so when I get married to Lisa, I treat her like one of the guys. Okay, you ladies are laughing because you know how ridiculous and much of a train wreck that is, right? So our marriage was miserable for the first four years because I'm treating her like a guy. I'm like, how come you don't get this? It's not logical, right? Now, Peter wrote to us guys and said, hey guys, dwell with them with understanding. Why? Because women have different personality makeups than men. We have different characteristics, right? And if Peter really would have thought it through, he said, new wives dwell with the men with understanding, right? That was John Bevere, and you can find that entire talk on YouTube if you search under The Holy Spirit, an introduction by John Bevere. You can also find out more information about him at his website and also his wife, Lisa Bevere, at messengerinternational.org. And over there, they've got lots of different things to help build you up. John's written so many great books, and he's such a great teacher. He talks about how it really is and breaks down things so that people can really understand. So I hope you go over to Messenger International and check that out and get some of his courses and books and things like that, and I will see you again tomorrow, guys. Thank you.